Welcome to Queen Flow, the podcast. This is your host, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. On this show, you can expect to learn about calling in big money, the feminine way, business, spirituality, witchy stuff, and everything else you need to know about being a turned on woman of wealth. It's fun. It's fiery. It's unfiltered. Hello, angels. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be bringing to you a conversation around lies that we believe around what it takes to build a big business and really debunking those and helping you re-anchor to what's going to be more empowering and more truthful instead. So I'm excited for today's episode. I think it's going to open up a lot of things for you. And I want to let you know that Overflow, which is my money program that I love so deeply that is all about how to live in a perpetual state of excess with money. So that's going to both be the frequencies and how to apply them for living in a perpetual state of excess with money. I just love this space so much. I have a new module that I'm going to be teaching live in January, along with our Q&A calls that is going to be all about the season of wealth that I've stepped into this year is probably going to change in name. Like I'm really feeling into it still, but I really want to share what I've needed to navigate on the financial front this year to be someone who builds more long-term wealth and thinks more long-term in this way, because it's definitely required as all up levels do like new frequencies for me and actually applying them and just navigating the new, like again, and every time I do this, I really desire to share it with you because these are things that are going to come up in your journey as well. And then that way, like we're quote unquote prepared and we don't like lean back thinking like that our fear is the truth when it's really not as we're creating the extraordinary and moving in ways that most people don't move. So I'm really excited for that. And this is just such a powerful program. It is everything that really helped me step into moving out of that frequency of just enough with money, like no matter how much money I made, always the same amount in the bank, like really desiring to live a bigger life, but not yet being able to fund it. And like just really kind of like what I call that middle-class money programming that has a cycling with money is essentially what it is. I never was really on the tip of like trying to save my way into wealth because I knew that that was not, that's not how you get rich. Right. But, and like really just like living in constriction, trying to create more like that cycle. There's a whole episode about middle-class money programming where I go deep into it. It's episode 84. We'll link it in episode notes. Um, but it's really the, just this cycle that we were taught, which is like save money, constrict, like buy the thing, have no more money than when you started, you just have the thing and then start the save, constrict, buy all over again. It doesn't build wealth, but it's what most people spend their whole life doing. And it's not there to like get you rich. Like as all programming does, it doesn't actually support you. And this is like the broadest, like most rampant pandemic of money programming that's on the planet. So we really like break that down so that you can be a woman who leads money instead of being one who lives your life in reaction and response to it. And instead money very much has this provider energy for you where it's like you want something, you got it. And it doesn't mean that like now you have to hang out with some huge like bank account dip for ages. Like you're really able to tap into that like frequency of replenishment and overflow. And it just changes your life. Like as you can imagine, 
when you have this type of relationship with money and it's not something that you need to like think about anymore. It just is. But of course we have to like do the work to get there. And in doing this work, like I six times the amount of money in my bank account in a matter of months, like quite literally, which then obviously allowed me to make bigger moves, to live a bigger life, to live where I live today, to be able to fly first class everywhere I go, like pay for these five-star hotels. And I stepped into 100K cash months. I more than doubled the size of my business last year. Like there was so much more that I was able to do by becoming someone who learned how to play with overflow, which was something that I was really anchoring like all of last year before I taught the program. And like that shit paid off and it worked. So like, of course I'm going to teach it. And it's just such a thorough, like thought-provoking, eye-opening program that has like wildly shifted the realities with money that the women who have taken it play in, which I'm just like so proud of and so excited for. There's so much in there around like really stepping into your biggest months ever, like how I stepped into those big 20, 30K pay-in-fulls is standard. Like I was able to like pay for a year of private mentorship while also moving $50,000 to move into this place first, last paying the broker, like furnishing the place, like being in a mastermind as well. And like really making the first like big six figure cash moves I made in terms of protecting the money that I'd made and building wealth. Like I just stepped in completely different. It was like from one year to the next, I became a different human with money. So everything that I did um, I teach inside of Overflow. So I invite you to join us now. It is on pre-sale for over 50% off. You have instant access to all the modules, the Q&A calls from the last round. And then we'll be diving in live together in January, which is really exciting. Um, for those of you who really want to step into deep mastery of feminine business and money, I invite you into the revolution. The revolution, I'm debating about whether I should just go ahead and call it a mastermind because of the the depths that we're going into in there. Um, but essentially, it is my six or 12-month vortex where you have access to all programs and masterclasses in my world, existing plus new. We have a monthly hot seat coaching call. There is a Telegram channel where I'm dropping like my live transmissions of whatever it is that we're focused on in that space. At the time, like right now with Magnify Manifest Receive running and Overflow, it's really been about like client attraction, wealth building. But if there's something else like important to me that's like coming up for me and I really feel called to share, I drop into the Telegram group and share it. We're opening up the Telegram group so that the ladies can mastermind in there together. Um, we have Iconic, the mastermind, which is really about being known and paid as the icon in your space, like running in January inside the revolution. It's only going to be running in there. You're not able to join it outside of the revolution and you have exclusive content that's not available elsewhere, a private podcast. Like it's just such a fully immersive experience. This cost savings are just like out of this fucking world. And for those of you who are in live programs, like you will know that you have credits to apply. If you've been in all my programs or all of them, but one, you're able to join at the alumni rate. So, and if there's anything you've purchased in the program or masterclass space in the past 30 days, you're able to apply that payment as well. So the revolution is just a fucking phenomenal place to be in my world. And then we also have the cohort currently enrolling. So that's going to be for those of you desiring to step into consistent, sustainable 10K months, the feminine way, but like with the masculine structure that actually allows you to be in your feminine. We do it all in the cohort. 
launching, selling, packaging, brand building, healing with wealth consciousness work. You have a library. So like you have content libraries to actually know what to do. Um, we go very deep with you. We're very hands-on in terms of like reviewing your offers your social media, your website, if you have one, your branding, helping you build a brand, like all of these different things. It's a very hands-on space. If that's something that you're looking for, I would definitely come join us inside the cohort. And then we have feminine, I'm sorry, we have Fempire, which is going to be um, my closest proximity, mastermind, private hybrid. For those of you stepping into 30K months and beyond, and of course, with the leading energy of ease, you have a quarterly private call. We have twice a month hot seat coaching. You have access to the revolution and everything else I create, bonus content, rolling boxer. It's a fucking vibe. The quantum leaps are fucking profound. <laughs> like, but of course, what do I say we do? Quantum leap, sustain, and leap again. The women inside are incredible, just bringing so much potent work to the world from like nervous system, system healing, somatic work, psychic development, spiritual ascension, human design, business, money, just all the things. Um, it's such just like a grounded yet activating space at the same time. I love it so much. So you were able to put down a deposit to begin with us in 2024. I have space for about like two to three max in Vampire. So if you'd like one of those spaces or you want to chat with me about it being a good fit for you, I keep it really intimate by design. Obviously, it's the closest level of proximity to me. And I just like the intimacy um, so that everyone really gets a lot of attention. Um, so yeah, that's how we do things in Vampire. So send me a message if it sounds like you would like to chat about joining us in 2024. And that's going to be six or 12 months. Um, I do also have some special options if you've been in Vampire before and would like to rejoin. So just reach out to me for that. And then as always, there is my wildly popular self-led abundance course, The Cash Queen, which is all about learning how to command wealth, healing your relationship to money, and learning how to com- command it in on purpose. It yields insane, incredible results. That's a great place to get started with money in my world if you're not yet ready to invest in overflow. And it's just, oh, I also want to remind you because it's always there. My master classes are fucking insane and like full programs in themselves. Like the vault is like a great place to shop the master classes. There's also great savings. You can buy the whole vault at once. Um, So we'll link that in episode notes as well. And then as always, you are able to rate and review the show, DM the screenshot of your written review to me or email it to assistant at jocelynkellyreed.com. And then you will receive a $200 off code that you can leverage on any offer in my world. So I love you so much. And, oh, you know what else I should really share? I haven't been promoting it as much, but you're still able to buy the 2024 All Access Masterclass Pass. And I'm going to stop selling that at the end of December because I just want it to cover 2024. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to do. Um, it is incredible savings. And like it's just a no-brainer to be in all the masterclasses for a year and you don't even have to think about it. So I'm going to drop that in episode notes as well. And I highly recommend coming to play. And I love you so much. Enjoy the episode. Hi beauties. Oh my gosh. Coming right back. I had like recorded the intro and then I was like, wait a minute. How could I forget? So the black card is officially in the building. This offer is available for literally like two days. I believe that I'm going to be closing it on end of day Friday. What is today? Today is the 12th. We are closing it end of day Friday, the 15th. Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, the 15th. The black card is insanity, but I'm super excited for it. So basically it kind of works like a quote unquote credit card sort of. 
Well, let me just tell you how it works. When you buy the black card, the black card is 222. This gives you the opportunity to save 20% on any and all purchases from now through the end of 2024 on anything in my business, excluding Vampire and private mentorship. So basically, for example, let's say you wanted to join the cohort, you would save 2K. Let's say you wanted to join Feminine Magic and Money while well, it's on pre-sale now, you would save 2K. Let's say you wanted to join both, you would save 4K. Let's say you wanted to join the revolution, you would save another over $1,000 on that. Let's say you wanted to join all of those, you would save over $5,000, right? You can use it on any program, masterclass, like literally whatever you want in the entire business. Um, this is just kind of insane because you can also use it throughout the entire year, not just once, like multiple times. So if we want to do some fucking girl math around here, i.e. smart human math, what that would mean is you buy the, the block card, two, 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 you say you, you support your mentorship, your human evolution, the evolution of your business, you know, depending on what you're investing in. And then you take that money that you would have invested into the space. And then you go put it towards a wealth building activity where you get to make money outside of your business. You know what I mean? This is what we talk about. This is what I mean when we talk about like leveraging our money to make more money. Like this is like one of those ways in which you do it. And a lot of people don't actually think ahead. So they'll be like, I don't know what I would want. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not making move right now. And then like spend all of next year buying things and you could have just like leveraged this move. Do you know what I mean? Like this is like, if we want to be people who create a lot and get really smart with money, not saving money, but actually leveraging your money to make more money in all the different ways, no matter whether it's in your business or outside in your life, like this is the kind of like critical thinking that we want to apply because you're someone who's going to need to be able to think very long term, right? So it's like, doesn't it make sense to put in two, two, two now to save thousands over the span of every, you know, now through the end of 2024? I would think so. And we make it super easy for you because when you purchase, you a code will be sent to your email. That code will work on all the things. So I highly recommend jumping in. The block card will be closing at 8 p.m. Friday, December 15th, Eastern. Love you. Hey, Angel. Welcome back to the show. So this is so funny because I was getting ready to send an email about like some of the things I'm covering on the episode. I probably will. <laughs> but I was like, hey, there's a lot here. Actually, I'm just going to like pop on and record an episode. And it's just interesting. I honestly feel like the further along I get in business, I mean, and this would make sense, but I feel like my eyes just start to open in ways where I'm like, whoa, like open. How do I explain this? It's like I open up to more of like what was perceived distortion that is just so wildly untrue. And I'm able to see so much more about the industry, about the way people move. And I'm not doing one of these, the industry is the problem, but just like overall things and patterns that happen. And because I've matured so much and grown so much and now have so much more knowledge by the sheer fact that like I've been in business longer and by the size of the business and just been mentored in a lot of spaces, had a lot of clients, just the things that naturally come with like evolution and mastery of your craft and like growing this stage for it. It's like, I just sometimes like, oh my God. And my eyes get open and they get open and they get open and they get open and they get open. One of these things being that I shared last night in my stories 
when I was sharing about that episode that I recorded with Christy, I would definitely go back and listen to it if you have not already, my accountant on building tax-free wealth, right? And how I like made a joke that this industry is like a bunch of spring chickens who learned how to make some money and no one has any idea how to manage money. And so they're on the internet flexing fucking six-figure, multiple six-figure tax payments. I'm like, babe, like that ain't it. <laughs> like this is not how we build wealth. Like we actually make the moves, yes, into mentor. And then like they they think that like, oh, the only way you reduce your taxable income is paying for mentorship. I'm like, that also ain't it. Like, yes, pay for mentorship. But, like that is not enough. And I'm seeing this from people who make millions of dollars in a year. I'm like, uh, what? Come on. Like we've got to increase our financial education. It's not sexy to make a $400,000 tax payment. Like you need a better accountant is what you actually need. And to learn about protecting your money and like building wealth. Yes, you are your own best investment. I always say there's no investment that would have made me fucking near $3 million and the amount of time I've been in business. Right. But then I need to protect my money. So I go make other wealth building moves to protect my money. So anyway, just things like that. I'm like, why is it so normalized on the internet for like a 22 year old to make millions of dollars and then like tell everyone how she paid $400,000 to the government? Like it's a flex. I'm like, what? And it's like, or do that, that or spend it on mentorship. I'm like, not necessarily like you get to a certain place where like the mentorship's just paid for. We need to be doing other things and actually like building for the power of choice and diversifying our income and like having money coming in from multiple sources and like all these different things. So that is just an example of as I mature, I'm like, huh? Although I probably would have thought that was strange earlier because I came from the financial world, um, meaning like before this business. But it's just very interesting to me how we can get very far along in certain areas and then be very naive in others. Um, and this is just, and like, this is all of us, right. But we have to like, choose not to play ignorant. And this is so much of the power of like being in the room and having conversations around so many depths and textures to business. Like business is not just about making money. Also, it's like, what do we do with the money once we have it? And I don't mean hoarding it in your savings account. You guys already know (laughs) that is not what I mean, right? Money is just like very multidimensional. So anyways, right. That is, That is one example, right? Where I start to be like, what is going on? But when it comes to building your business, and that's a separate conversation, um, but when it comes to building your business, there's all of these other distortions as well that I realized that I chose not to buy into, but many people believe to be true when they come my way. And I'm like, where did you guys learn this? Like, where did you hear this? Why do you think this is true? This isn't true. And then like, as long as we believe these things, we make um, the fact that we don't have these things, such as a big audience, for example, which I'm going to get into the problem. And then we're not actually focused on what builds the business and what moves the bottom dollar because we're focused on like not having a big audience and like, well, what the fuck are you going to do about that in 24 hours? Like it won't work to buy followers. That's certainly not going to support your engagement It's having an audience full of robots. You know what I mean? It's like, we're, it's disempowering and it misses the point. And I genuinely feel that so many people are not further along and like where they actually desire to be in business by focusing on like the wrong things. And I don't mean wrong things in a way where it's like, now you're wrong. I mean, things that actually just don't, actually builds a business. You know what I mean? Or they're not things that you need to worry about right now. Right. And so it tends to be that what you need to focus on right now is actually quite simple. 
but we get kind of like overwhelmed by, or people get overwhelmed by what their mentor is doing and like what an eight figure entrepreneur is doing. And you're just trying to have like your first 10 K month. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't really matter what they're doing, quite frankly, because what you need to focus on is like very different. And I always talk about this concept of like meeting yourself where you're at being very important in business so that you don't do things that actually don't make sense for where you are and where you're going next. And when we're able to like very clearly meet ourselves where we're at, then we're going to move forward a lot faster than when we try to anchor what somebody's doing, who's having, making seven figures a year. We're not there yet. The whole point is like, we're on our way there. Right. So it's like, let's, look back and then go like, okay, cool. And this is why I always say, ask your mentor what she was doing when she was where you are and learn what she's doing now. Because I love, for example, me, I love having that foresight because sometimes there's pieces that are totally going to apply to today. Um, but like sometimes not, you know what I mean? But it's like, I want to put that shit in my back pocket. And then there might be some things that I take for today, 100%. But also okay, what should I focus on for where I am? All right. So weird misconceptions, basically lies on the internet. And I'm not even saying that other people told you these things are important. I think that like just somehow they've made their way into the water and like people just believe that they're important. So the first one being that you need a big audience. My whole fucking business has built been built on small audience, big fucking money. Like literally the entire time. I never thought about the size of my audience. I never thought I needed a big audience. I never worried about having a big audience. Do I care more about audience growth now? Yeah, because I very much know what I'm doing now. And I very much have the feeling of like someone only needs to like come into my world, find me, join their first offer, and like they will be a client for a very long time, right? That's majority of the experience. So it's like everything's already working. So of course, I want to bring people into an ecosystem that is already working right? This is very similar to how I feel about ads. Like to me, there's no point in like running an ad engine when you don't have an organic engine that's working well already, because then you're just going to bring more people into something that's not working. So if you would have paid to bring them into it, it's like, you need to know how to market and sell period. And no ad is going to like fix that for you. Right. But then there's lots of people who then go out and leverage ads and do it very successfully, but they can't, you can't not build the skill set for marketing and selling. You can't bring people into an ecosystem and there's like nowhere for them to go. Like there still needs to be some level of a client journey. Right. Um, but anyhow, so yeah, I don't like, I care about audience size now, but I'm not really fixated on it. I'm more just like, yeah, I would love to grow my audience. Whereas when I was earlier in business, I would say even up through last year, I literally did not even fucking think about it. Like people worry about this all the time. It's never crossed my mind. First 100K cash month with 2,000 followers. Like, what do you know what I mean? Like, it's just that's all. Like, I just was like, if you can't sell to fucking 500 people, you can't sell to 5,000 people. This does not matter. And you know what? Also, I've seen so many people have large audiences. I'm talking about to the tune of 200,000 followers who aren't yet stabilized or know how to make big banks. I'm like, clearly, the audience ain't it. You still have to actually learn what makes business tick. And if you happen to have a large following or focus on building a larger following, like through your content and the different things that we do to increase visibility, then if the system's already working, of course, that's going to help. Of course, that's going to help. But audience first is like, doesn't make any sense if you don't actually 
have an ecosystem that is working for those people to go through. It'll be like you're talking to no one. It doesn't matter. And it's like such a limitation to think that you need a larger audience. Like it's like some of you are earlier in business. Let's say you have 500 followers. Okay. You have a 3k offer. You sell it to five people. Uh, that's $15,000 in a month. Like, can we just like, let it be that simple? You don't think there's five people in your audience of 300, 500 people who would pay you? Come on. Like that's ridiculous. Right. Um, and so when you hear it broken down that easily, it's like, oh, okay. Right now, whether you've set your business up for it to be able to be paid that way is a different matter, right? Entirely. And then for those of you who are further along, it's like, okay, cool. Well, you hear what I just said, 100K cash month to 2000 on Instagram. And I probably had at that time, I don't remember how big my Facebook group was. My Facebook group now is about 950. I leveraged my Facebook group more, a lot more earlier in my business. But let's say maybe there was 500 people in there, right? And so you get the point. But a lot of my sales, especially by the time that I had stepped in 100K cash months, a lot of it was coming through Instagram and the podcast. So this is just not true. The other lie that people believe is that you need thousands of people on your email list. Guys, I still don't have thousands of people on my email list. I've made nearly $3 million since 2020. Again, do I care about growing the email list? Yes. Do I do things exclusively to grow the email list? Sometimes. Is this the biggest focus that I have? No. Do I think it's important because we don't just want to have an Instagram business? Yes. But have I let this stop me from making money? No. Am I someone who's done like 6,000 free things just to grow my list? No. I'm going to do something free, something low cost because it actually has an intention. It actually has a purpose. I'm not going to do something or perhaps, for example, I do have sales and different things that only happen on my email list. And that is a benefit to being on my email list. But I'm not going to do something with the only reason being grow my list. I'm going to do something because it actually like benefits my clients, benefits my audience, benefits the business, and then also happens to grow the list. People are like obsessed with growing their email list. I'm like, again, do you actually know how to market, sell, and make money? Are you getting paid to grow your email list? I didn't think so. You know what I mean? Like this is not something that like I I, I the duality is I'm going to tell you grow your email list and every opportunity you have to do something that would grow your list that actually aligns with the goals of your business, do it because it's important. But like this has nothing to do with your income level. It just has nothing to do with your income level. There are people who have been made millions, 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 millions of dollars before they even had an email list, before they even op- like started focusing on email lists. Would I wait that long? Fuck no, right? But just because, again, like I don't want social media owning my business, like that's a little bit of a scary game to play. I believe in having multiple channels for a reason. Like I love having the show. I love having email lists. I love having Instagram. I love having Facebook. But it's like I didn't start the show even as an example because I wanted to make sure I didn't only have a social media business. I started the show because I like communicating through my voice. I like creating long-form content. It allows you guys to get to know me more deeply, to get to know me faster, for you to hear so many more stories. Like It just has a much longer shelf life podcasting than if I do an Instagram live that basically isn't going to be watched for more than like 24 hours after. And like, can someone please speak with Instagram? Because how annoying is it that you can't do anything else on your phone if you watch an Instagram live? Like, 
I, I care about my client experience and like watching an Instagram live to be quite in my personal opinion is a shitty client experience, right? That's not our fault. That's just the way that it's set up. Whereas you can listen to me on a podcast anytime, any place. And it's like very easy to do. And for example, I'm literally sitting here in my robe at 9 PM recording this episode for you. I could have gone live, but I just wanted to do this. You know what I mean? And it's perfect. So like, I just love having the show and it diversifies like the channels of my business to not be so overly reliant on any one area. Although of course, social media is a huge piece of my business. But the point is, is like, you do not need a huge email list just to make some money. Like I remember, I remember having like no email list and I had just started to build my email list. So basically it was like when you joined my free group, um, which this is still the case, like you're able to receive a training, a free training that I did on how I quantum leapt to my first 50K cash month, my first year in business. So people would leave their emails in order to get my quote unquote freebie. And so I was starting to build a little email list. I had not found Flowdesk yet. Oh my God, what was I using? Maybe it was MailChimp, whatever it was. I hated it. I was like, these emails are ugly. This is like hard to format. Like it was just one of these things like that comes up when you're earlier where all the technology is just giving you a headache. Um, And I remember feeling like it was so stressful, like putting together my first email because I couldn't really get it the way that I wanted it to look. And like, this wasn't a stage where like my brand is as baked in as it is now where it's like, okay, boom, these are our colors. These are our fonts. Like here's my vibey photography. Like it's just done and dusted. I definitely was not there yet. I'm telling you like early, like clearly guys, I'm talking about the first email I ever sent. (laughs) Okay. So this is like in the first few months of my business. And I was so frustrated, like putting it together and I did not like MailChimp and blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to remember what was so hard because now me saying that it was hard sounds like, well, what the hell was so hard? Because I sent an email almost every day. Granted, I like Flowdesk a lot better than I liked MailChimp, but whatever it was, it was frustrating. But I knew that like I needed to do it and I need to just get it done. And I've always had this, like when something's hard, like sometimes I've even felt the same way about like, creating like vibey reels. I mean, most of my posts are carousel posts, but like once in a while I'll do a reel and y'all do love them when I do them. Um, but I remember just feeling like, uh, about it. And I was like, okay, well let's find a way to not make this, uh, like there's people who build their whole audience and, and feed and content, like doing reels. Like obviously it's not, uh, all the time. So like, let's just make this easy. And it'll be like annoying the first time. And I'm like, okay, got it. You know what I mean? And so I knew that even about sending the email, like, this is so funny, how embarrassing, but also whatever, (laughs) true stories from entrepreneurship. And then I sent it, I was like over it. And I was so happy because whatever I was selling at the time, I think it was some kind of like 90 minute session. I don't remember exactly what it was focused on, but there was like one woman who bought it from my email and I was just so happy And then she joined the cohort and what turned into me feeling frustrated about sending an email turned into, I can't remember how, like, like, you know, basically a $4,000 sale between the two things. If I'm remembering correctly, my pricing at the time, like, wasn't it worth it? So like, I didn't need thousands of people on my email list. It was like, I sent my first email to the very, very small number of people who were on it. 
and someone bought right away. But it's like I had to actually do, but it, the, the magic wasn't how many people are on the email list. It was like, cool, you could say I had one email convert to $4,000 sale the first time I sent an email to my list that probably had 50 people on it, maybe less, right? That's what's important is that I had actually built up the skill set for marketing and selling and offer creation, all these different things that I'm going to get into later about what's actually important before I started worrying about the emails. You know what I mean? And then I sent an email and then that email yielded $4,000, right? Someone else could be overly obsessed with growing their list, doing all of these like things that are out of alignment just to grow an email list, still have no idea how to market and sell or create a hot offer that people actually fucking want. And now we have an email list of, you know, 3000 people and quote unquote, nobody's buying. Like this doesn't make any sense. Right. So we need to just like move in the ways that make sense. Other lies that you must teach every program live. Oh Lord. In order to have a big business. So I have never taught anything live more than one time. Love teaching to you guys live the first time because why wouldn't I? Like it gets it done. I love the energy in the room. I love seeing how you're receiving the work, right? When it's the first time teaching. I I just love like teaching to a room. And I 10,000% stand behind what I shared the first time, right? And like if I have something to add, I will add a module. If it is, you know, if there's another layer that's like not necessarily a module. So for example, like my money offers definitely stack, right? But they also all cover different different topics and like different aspects around money. The cash queen, magnify, manifest, receive, overflow, feminine magic and money. There's zero overlap. They're just completely different offers, even though they're all related to money. So like, so for example, the cash queen would be my more foundational money offer, healing your relationship to money, learning to command it and on purpose. Like, yeah, it's money work. I was still doing getting up to my first 50 K month, quite frankly, but in my evolution of learning about money, I would say it is more foundational when it comes to my money work. People love it. They get fantastic results. And it's also an earlier price point in my world, right? Then I would say magnify manifest receive sits in the middle that's going to be like wealth energetics as specifically as relates to business. And, and then after that, and this also makes sense in the order that I taught them right throughout my career. And then overflow would be more quote unquote advanced, but not because you need to be further along to understand it. It's more just like the money concepts are more advanced because we're talking about the frequencies and how to apply them for living in fucking excess. So obviously like money's a journey, right? So like, you know, we spend time getting stable. We spend time learning how to just have money. We spend time learning to receive money. Like there's so many different levels. And then, you know, you look around like, oh, wow, okay, I'm doing this thing, but like all out fucking excess, like no matter what you want, it's fucking paid for. Like no matter how much you money you move, the money's back just like that. Like we're talking about high, high, high level command over money right? And money is a video game. So overflow is going to be at a totally different level of the video game than the cash queen, because we've moved beyond a lot of the things that are keeping us in like the, you know, where we're just receiving at all feels hard. And I'm not talking about when you go up and down and like, you're getting stronger at receiving in your business. I mean, like from where it's just like, oh, what the fuck? I feel so weighed down by these stories about money, right? 
things that we like move through in the cash queen overflow is not like we're weighed down by stories. It's like blowing you fucking open to actual excess overflow, totally dissolving middle-class money programming, like just so many different things. They're just different, right? They all yield insane results, but they're just different. So if I, for example, tried to teach the cash queen again now, like I wouldn't have something to say because like I had to, it was like when it came out of me then, that was perfect. The way that I explained things then is perfect because now I'm further away from that content because I'm further away from that piece of the journey. And I'm so glad that it exists because I would take like a module now and I'd say it in 10 seconds. And there's so much depth and texture to what I shared then because I was closer to that stage then, right? Even though I had mastery and I'm like, thank God that exists for the people. Like I'm so down with this, like have all your work match your current point of evolution But for me personally and my brand, I'm like, there's things that would get lost if I did that because then these like really important concepts would be getting breezed over because I was further past them, right? So my mind is on other things where there's someone who's where I was four years ago who actually needs to hear how to move through it from that lens. So I'm just like very passionate about this for my business. And I have clients who've wanted to redo their offers because there's like there's stuff where it's like I I seriously do not like how I taught that we need to hit it in a, from a different way. I've grown so much; these things are no longer true. One hundred percent. If it was like no longer true, I would definitely redo something. That just hasn't been my personal experience. Or if people want to like up level the experience or whatever it is. I'm not saying that it's wrong to do that. I, obviously not. I'm saying that it's not required, right? So client experience is still very important to me, top of mind. Like obviously that I'm saying that like I stand by what I shared in the work, right? And someone else might have other reasons that they desire to reteach live, but I see a lot of scarcity inside of it too. Not when I not when it's like I want to evolve the work, da, da da da, but people do it from this shadowy frequency of thinking people won't join unless it's live. I'm like, where did everybody learn this? What is the fucking magic to you being live on the internet? Like do I think it's important for people? Yeah. Like, should we be doing masterclasses, free conversations, like different things like that? Yes. But for being inside a program, I cannot give two shits if it's live video, audio drops, whatever. And like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not the one delivering. I don't need to be the one to like decide what the best format for delivering is like, that's not actually my job as the students. Like, And if that's our biggest problem going into an offer, we have a much bigger problem than the structure of the offer. We're going to have a very hard time getting places in life, right? Like there's just no magic to something being like, I teach live when I want to. I love the frequency, but I don't feel the need to keep doing it over and over and over again because there's no fear that people won't buy or that people won't be in the room. How much do we love when we join something and we have immediate access to things to start doing? Like Flip your perspective. And then there might be things you want to do live. When I want to teach another module, the majority of the time I do it live. Why wouldn't I? Because it's like, love seeing your faces. I love like the commingling of our frequencies and it's really fun. And because I don't teach live all the time, that's a lot of time when I am there live is like when I'm teaching something the first time, I'm adding a new module. Or like if you are in a program that has hot seat coaching with me or whatever it is. So it's fun. It's energy giving, right? But like, to me, it's like, we should be putting live energy into the business in ways that are energy giving, not because like, oh my God, I won't make money unless, and this is quite different than resistance. I'm not talking about like, you just feel resistance running masterclasses because they're new for you 
or you haven't gotten yourself to a place yet where like loads of people join or whatever it is, right? You're basically mastering something new and feel a natural like resistance and hesitation potentially. But I'm talking about where it's like you're doing something because your belief system behind it is like people won't buy unless. And like, I have just never believed that to be true. And if we run the whole business off the mindset of people only buy when I teach live, well, you're going to be teaching live programs when you're 75. Uh, Do you know anyone who's 75 teaching live programs? No, I didn't think so. Right? So clearly, and are there people over 75 who've built a fucking legacy? 1000%. Do all artists think they need to re-perform their song live over and over and over and over for people to keep buying it? No right? It's just like, it was perfect the first time. And like, I mean, I know it's a little bit different because you would say, well, it didn't change at all, but you get my point. You get the point. You can't create a legacy if everything that you do always needs to be recreated live or you'll never have the legacy because when you're dead, it'll be over. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes no sense. So you have to do that redoing things live from a place of like desire, from a place of like, I really want to change this whole program from a place of, I really want to bring this up to my current point of evolution from a place of you just actually want to, not from a place of like, this is what I would need to do in order to make money because it's actually not sustainable for making money forever, right? And so then what would you do when that time rolled around? It's like, I don't want to be like having operated with that should frequency for years and years and years and years and years. And that's something that just gets addressed when I'm literally at the end of the road where I'm like, I will never do this this way again. Like that's just a weird leaky energy to have in the business. So it really needs to be coming from a place of desire. And then next to that is there's this other belief, like I don't know where people learn how to launch. So again, it took me time of being in the industry because I let things be very simple to me to learn that people were running these very complex launches. I mean, people were like, oh, I can't do anything else in my life because I'm in a launch. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, What is being taught? And perhaps this came from, and there are like pieces of bro marketing that I actually find to be like very like helpful, but just not all of it. You know what I mean? Like some shit just makes sense because it makes sense. But like, I mean, you don't need to be like running like webinars and having these like complex ad structures and complex funnels and like all of these different things just to sell an offer. Again, if you want to, that's perfect. If that really excites you, to be doing ads and like all these ad analytics and like, you know, like maybe you want to have more than the light feminine funnel and you do want to go deeper. And it's like really exciting for you to see what's working, what's not working to tweak it. Like for you having people on your team focus on ads, you're happy to put, continue to put money towards that. And like all the analytics required, like, cause you know, if you have a big ad engine, you have people supporting that. This isn't just like happen. Right. And so maybe it actually feels exciting for you to be to be financing that. Although if you think it's going to save your company, you're going to have a rude awakening because again, you're never going to be able to skip learning how to market and sell. Right. But it's like, and like I said, the funnels might be fun for you, but then again, like all these challenges and like quizzes and like basically this belief system that you have to create a dog and pony show to launch a thing. I'm like, what? Why? Like, where did everybody learn this? I've never done any of these things. And again, I'm not making these things wrong. If I was so totally turned on by the ad world, right? And I still will boost my posts, et cetera, et cetera, for um, just more for like visibility and people following my page. But this is not an ad sequence. This is like 
I'm spending less than hundred dollars. I'm not spending a thousand dollars a day on fucking ads. Like that's to me, that's crazy. And it doesn't feel in alignment, but for someone else, it might feel perfectly in alignment. So again, don't make anything I'm saying right or wrong. What I'm talking about is these aren't things that you quote unquote need to have in order to grow. Like, do I have light feminine funnels? Like when you join my list um, and different things like that, 100%, but like these super complex funnels where it's like upselling you to 65 different things. There's everything's on a timer, like this, that, and the other urgency, 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 urgency. Like it's just not my way. Do I, am I saying those things don't work? No. But to think that they're required for a launch is like delusional. Like you have to know how you like to do business, right? And then learn business in ways that you actually like to do business. And it's not about, but you also can't be resistant to trying new things, right? There's always a duality. I've never run a challenge in my life, but I also think that challenges can be really beneficial and really fucking smart for like upselling into different offers and building community and building momentum in your world. 1000%. Like if you were a client, you told me you want to run a challenge on X, Y, and Z, and we figured out how that would thread in your business. Perfect. I would be so excited. Same thing with the quiz. But again, these things aren't required. And someone who's like just trying to have a 10K month and now is like not actually feeling inspired around a challenge, but feeling like headachey around a challenge. And it doesn't need to be 10K. You could be trying to have 100K months and it gives you a headache rather than it feeling inspiring and exciting. Like I'd be like, no, right? Again, this it's like the magic isn't the one lever. You actually have to feel inspired around that lever. And like, yes, there might be some like, hey, this is giving me a little bit of a headache because it's new. There's definitely been things in my business that were super aligned that I really wanted to have in the business that gave me a little bit of a headache because they were new, but I wanted them, right? There was desire under there. There wasn't should. And there was like, oh my God, I really want this in my business. And I almost had this feeling of like, oh, I can't sleep till it's here. Not really actually sleep very well, but you know, that feeling when it's like, oh, it just needs to be there. And then when it finally lands, the thing you've been working on and whatever it is, and you just know so important for the structure to your business, how you're like, hallelujah, Like this is definitely how I felt before I launched the revolution that I'm fucking in love with my six or 12 month vortex for being in all the things plus masterminding. And like, it's just incredible. Yeah. Did I have like, oh, of course. But when it was there, when I launched the revolution, I felt like 600 people were already in. It was literally like I'd had some sold out launch that hadn't even happened yet just by the joy of having it there. Right. So if these different things that you're doing, the funnels, the challenges, the quizzes, the ads, the quote unquote webinar, like whatever it is, if they're giving you that feeling where you're like, fuck yes, I love this, like that, and then there's just a little headache that comes with it while you get everything sorted, that's one thing. But again, the shoulds, the shoulding is the problem and it is not the secret to growing a big business. The next thing is that you need to work for, and obviously this is gonna this part's gonna be for those of you who are earlier, but that you need to work for free to be paid. I did not do anything for free ever. I don't know where this came from either. There's been zero services rendered for free. Zero. Like I'm just <laughs> like actually zero. If you feel like you want to do trades or something with someone else who's in a business container that you're in for testimonials, things like that, if you feel like that's needed, do that. But I would never, people are offering shit for free to their audience, all these things. I'm like, absolutely hard fucking no. I never did that personally. That would feel wildly out of alignment to me. Perhaps you want to, but talk about teaching people to pay us. Like that ain't it. 
Like if you want to do stuff like that, you need to be doing that with your sisters who are like in whatever container that you're in, not teaching your audience that you're going to be doing shit for free. I'm not talking about a free masterclass. I'm talking about like legitimate, like paid work. The other thing that I think is very interesting is that, you know, obviously like we are privy to people making a lot of money, including myself, how those people live, what they do, what they have, where they go, how they get there, their clothes, their photography, like all these different things, right? Everybody sees like the end makings of the come up, even though we're always in motion to the next level. And there's all this fear that you need to quote unquote, like look like a millionaire in order to be making money. But it's like, okay, but the millionaire wasn't a millionaire before they became a millionaire, right? Do I think that like an elevated brand that looks cohesive and it's like a fucking vibe is going to support you 100% because it's going to feel solid. You're going to feel solid behind it, which is what's most important. But like, I didn't really have that when I was having 30K months. Like I was working towards it, but it was like nothing like what I have right now. And I was mostly like taking selfies of myself and like my friends were taking pictures of me. And like, do you know what I mean? Like I had not had a professional photo shoot like none of this. I had not had a first, my first photo shoot was at 50K months. Like it was just working with what we got. You know what I'm saying? And like, also I literally made my first million dollars from my sofa with no desk. (laughs) Like I did not even have a desk. I was like converting my living room, which you guys would see in my earlier videos and then eventually towards the end, I I splurged and got myself a really nice desk and chair, which is what I still use now in this apartment. But I was just focused on making that money, honey. And I needed to focus on paying for mentorship. And I didn't want a cheap desk. I wanted this like waterfall desk. I don't remember how much it was, maybe $800 or something. Like that was sure as shit, not a priority at that time. Like I needed to be focused on paying for my mentorship. And so there was things like that that I had not prioritized to make sure that I could pay for the level of mentorship that I wanted. And then when I, I can't remember at what milestone I was like, I'm going to get the desk and chair because let's say each one of them was like $800. I don't remember fully, but you got my idea. Like these things weren't cheap. Um, And then I finally did it. So towards the end of me living in that apartment, I did have my waterfall desk and like my suede chair that are very pretty with like my sheepskin over the chair that I still use today. But majority of the time that I was in that apartment, I was literally like sitting on my sofa making money. Like we just need to like let this be taking selfies like in my apartment and my friends would take photos of me. Like I, we'd be going to dinner. I'd be like, oh, can you take pictures of me? Do you know what I mean? Like this is what I was doing. And my brand like makes me laugh (laughs) from that time. Not the pictures of me. I think they're good. But just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to like communicate I knew how to communicate my personality through photos, but like I didn't know how to, I didn't really understand how to communicate it through visuals, just like colors, fonts, all those things. Obviously, eventually I hired my designer who um, supports branding in the cohort to this day and we got there. And then just the further along that I've gotten, like it's become more clear and now it's very fucking clear and solid. Um, but like the, these weren't, these weren't 30k month problems, you know, these weren't even 50k month problems. Like I just really worked with what I had and did not worry about these things. Did I like put on a cute outfit and put on some makeup before I went live and buy myself a ring light? 
So I fucking look good on camera. 100%. The space is well lit. We look like we're taking this seriously. 10,000%. But like, that's literally all I was doing. And so let's talk about like what you actually do need, what you actually do need to focus on. So as you see, I was not focused on trying to look like a millionaire, right? I was making money from the sofa, just literally doing the things that I'm getting ready to tell you now. And these things that I'm getting ready to tell you now are not just for if you're a quote unquote an early entrepreneur. These are just the things that we actually need to be focused on in business. And I do believe you get to elevate your brand and build your email list and like bring these new fun vibey things into your launches. And I actually believe as you get further along, that becomes exciting to you because it's like, okay, cool. I've been like doing these same things over and over and over and over. And like, I actually, it's like time for a new challenge. It's time for me to do something else. Then it's going to like excite you. It's going to give you energy, even if it's a little like, uh, now when I add these newer things like into my strategies, although I still haven't done a challenge or whatever, I still don't have complex funnels. I don't know that those would be my things. But when I do add new things that you could say are quote unquote more work or different than what I've done before, they actually feel like me strengthening my skill set for being a CEO. And like I'm enhancing what's already working, not doing what I think I should do in order to grow my company. And there's a big difference. Okay. So things that are actually important to focus on. I mean, I'm going to sing this one till the end of time, like a strategy and business structure that support where you are in business and evolves where you're going. I have very rarely met anyone who is, I can't even think of one person actually. So I'm going to say I've never met a woman who has come my way in business, who tells me where she's desiring to go in business. And remember that everybody who comes to me is going to be desiring to get there with this level of ease. Not that we aren't willing to work, not that, do you know what I mean? It's not from a place of like entitlement. It's just like, we just like to vibe on life and have a business and make money. Like this is just how my people like to do things. And I've not had anyone come to me who doesn't actually need refinement in their business in order to get where they want to go. And I mean that from like a strategic and structural lens. And it actually makes perfect sense to me because I needed to refine my business at every, to get to every next level, like up through this year, like going into next, this is always something that I'm looking at and it's not stressful because it's like, there's a lot that's already working well or that prepared me for the next refinement. I'm not talking about burn it down, build it up, burn it down, build it up, burn it down, building up. Yeah, that would be exhausting, but that's not what I mean. It's like these strategic refinements. It's the structure. It's how we're delivering things. Like there's so many things that we tweak and evolve that it's like small tweak, big fucking it, like big impact. It's just wild. And so this is something that's got to be in focus. Or sometimes I see people, you know, earlier who are desiring to anchor like, you know, this first level of 10K months and they have 65 offers. I'm like, what is happening here? You barely have a grip on one strong core offer. Why do we have so many? And it's not to limit you, right? But it's like, let's get it all to a place where it makes sense. Or maybe we need to restructure how we deliver these or how they're packaged or whatever it is. It's not to tell you, you can only do this one thing if you want to make money. Of course not. There's always going to be multiple ways to get there, but we need to be doing this like in a very logical and like strategic way, not throwing shit up against the wall way and not just having this like 60,000 different things. And there's not very strong like continuity 
between them, structuring, then it starts getting tiring for you to support them. And it just can feel like there's a lot going on. So basically, we want to streamline, like refine and strategize for where you are in business and then where you're going, no matter whether we're stepping into 10K months or 100K months and beyond. This is always in focus. And you want to have that in focus because it'll make your arrival a lot easier. Like sometimes the problem is not your the embodiment in your work. Sometimes it's not your frequency. Although to me, honestly, there's always a frequency answer and a strategic answer to every question personally. Um, but you get my point. Sometimes we're actually there on the other things. And the big like, oh, is actually something strategic and structural within the business. Next thing, I'm going to say content the fucking drips with soul and truth. There's no big business without content, hot content. Your content is your storefront. Your content is your, your front of house. Nobody's even considering working with you, much less like moving over the line of putting down their credit card details if your content is not speaking to their fucking soul. And I'm talking about true blue. And if you're talking about big money, I'm talking about thought, leadership. This bitch opens my eyes in ways I didn't even know they needed to be open. I have got to pay her, right? Like we've got to get there on the content. This has got to be very important. And this is something that like, again, I never stop focusing on. I don't go, oh, well, because I made a certain amount of money now, I'm amazing at this. I don't need to um, pay for any more support with this. Everything that I do well, I double down and pay for more support to get to the next level. People get so complacent. It's like, just because you have a skill set does not mean that you're at the top of your fucking game. Are you a billionaire? I didn't think so. Like there's things for all of us to learn. People will be like, oh, well, I'm already good at that. And then I'm like, cool. Well, now you just capped yourself out at this stage because you think like this is all that's available. I don't care if I'm good at something or not. I still actually invest with enhancing that thing, especially when it's something like content that is so important to the business. If you desire to do content in my world, that would be hot as shit on the internet. Next, a core offer or suite that you become known for. The spaghetti, like the throwing the spaghetti up against the wall with offers thing does not work. An offer where it's like it only comes up into your world once a year and is not going to work, like not in the beginning, right? So, and, and even further into the beginning, like it's just, we have to actually continue to bring forward our core work or like our audience doesn't like you, you don't, here's how I would say it. You don't just want to build a brand around yourself. You want to be building a brand around your offer. So where the offers take on a life of their own. If something is only rolling around in your business once a year, right? And I'm not talking about when people like have one, it's like a huge launch for this thing. So for example, Feminine Magic and Money is only running live one time in my business this year, uh, live one time in my business this year. All years prior to this, it is run like multiple times there are so many testimonials. There is so much that's already happened in this space. Like that's just in alignment with the company for the number of other priorities that the company has. But there's nothing else where it's like, okay, cool. Like remember that when the cohort was my first core offer, the cohort was rolling. It was open literally year round. It still is. My mid-ticket program suite, no, those offers aren't running like four times a year but I have a library now, like the way my business is structured, like things don't need to run like that. But when I was getting to this place, things were coming forward inside the business, like within a year. 
like the distance between was much shorter while I was building a lot of brand awareness and credibility around those offers. And like a lot of times those are the ones that sell best and sell with the most ease. Why? Because I spent the time building brand awareness around them. So anytime I bring something new forward, I'm very intentional around really building brand awareness for it and having it be known, even if I'm not going to be rotating it in and out of my launch cycle, I want to make sure that it's known. So for me, creating that brand awareness on each offer is very important. And the, you're able to do that more, the bigger that you get. There's some offers if they're where like, like right now, right? I have offers that I view as part of my core product suite and those that like I don't. Like they just are what they are, but I don't feel the need to like keep emphasizing them, keep emphasizing them, keep emphasizing them. Like I just bring them off the shelf in different ways. But there's offers where it's like these are this is my core product suite. This is coming in and out of my launch cycle. This is this is like part of what I'm here to be known for. And then other things that I just think are valuable for my audience and my clients to have that I'm not necessarily trying to be known, known like for those topics or for that particular offer. Like we need to be able to differentiate, especially as you get to bigger numbers. So you're actually focused in the right places. You're focused in the areas that build your brand. Even if you have other offers where it's like, I want my clients to have this, but I'm not necessarily trying to be like known for this topic, but it's still important, like duality. Um, But bottom line, we need to have core offers, core offer suite that are known that we continuously come back to. Next, there's no skipping building connection and trust with your people. Why would anybody pay you who doesn't feel connected to you? Like I, again, early entrepreneurs, like, are you live with your audience? Are you actually bringing them into the fold? Are you telling your stories? Are you sharing your life? Like, and also later entrepreneurs, right? Did you used to do this and now you've gotten lazy doing this? Like, We are in relationship businesses. If people don't feel connected to us, if people don't feel trust with us, they are not going to pay us, right? We are literally in business. We're helping people move forward as humans. Like this is connection based. You can't just coldly get on and sell something. And like, these are the facts. This is what you get. Okay. Bye-bye. Like that is not going to work. So are you actually prioritizing building connection, building trust with your people, really strengthening this like feeling of community. And people do this, the community piece in very different ways. Like what's in alignment for you is going to be very different than it is for somebody else. But you know what I mean, right? So I think it's really important that we do that to begin with and that we don't lose sight of it as we get further when we start to have other priorities and other things that we're thinking about. Because it has been my observation that people who are very strong at keeping that connected frequency and like really strong at like opening, you know, opening other people's hearts and minds in their direction, right? These are the people receiving a lot of attention. These are the people who are well-paid. This is important. And then second to last, strengthening your ability to market, sell, and position the uniqueness of you and your work. Never going out of style. Again, there's not one day where it's like, oh, I'm the best at this that I will ever be. These are areas that are always a priority for me. I've, I've had an evolution in my positioning evolution in my marketing and selling this year, right? After I'd made the most amount of money I've ever made, I'm continued to focus on these areas. Like think about a big company, Balenciaga. It's not like, oh, we don't need to focus on marketing and selling positioning anymore. <laughs> like what a joke, right? Like let's not rest on our laurels when we think like big business vibes. Like in fact, who usually has the biggest budget? Fucking the marketing team. Why is that? <laughs> right? 
So these are areas where, and I'm talking about a corporate environment, like we want to continue to strengthen if you want to continue to have, take up more market share in your market. This makes sense, right? And then the last one is a why that moves you and your audience. People can feel your conviction whether whether you tell them about it or not. Like that has just got to be there. And the why is not like, oh, I don't know. Like I just wanted to make as much money as I did in my full-time job and not have to go to a nine to five, you know? Like, yeah, we might want that and that may be true, but nobody's going to be paying you any large amount of money with that why. It's like, what do you actually believe in? What do you actually stand for? Who are you within your space in the industry? Like what, how is what you think about things, how you do things? Like, how is it any different from anybody else doing what you do? Nobody's hiring me just because I teach business and money. There's a lot of people teaching business and money. Do you know what I mean? So why were you drawn to me? Right? So everything that you feel inside my brand, right? So the, my like relaxed millions movement, my focus on like feminine strategy, energetics, human evolution, the, like the power, the ease, the yum, right? These are things that I've all built with, been built with intention, are they also part of my personality and what I like and my natural interests? Yes. But everything that is felt off my brand, my brand has been intentionally infused with in order for people to have those feelings because those are the people that I want coming my way because those are my areas of my expertise. And 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 that's just what it is, right? We build our brands on purpose. We build our quote unquote movement, what we stand for, mine being like relaxed millions, which is when I really thought about everything in my world and what it's meant to me and how I vibe with money and business and all these things, I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I'll give it this name, right? This was a more recent evolution to really encompass the fullness of my work. And then, okay, how do we get there? Feminine strategy, energetics, human psyche. Like everything that I do is coming from those three angles. Where does that land us? Feminine power, ease, overflow, receiving, yum, right? So my belief, right, is that we genuinely get to build wealth without the cost. We don't need to be in the hospital. We don't need to be sacrificing everything. We don't need to be grinding around the clock. Are you going to have seasons where you got to get your shit done 1,000%? But the overall texture of life is not going to be that like you're hanging on by a thread to make a dollar. Like it's insane. My life is so much easier now, not in the corporate world, making exponentially more money. It's not harder. It's like, Choose your heart. My heart is getting things done from my beautiful apartment at home and I don't have to go to work. Like that's a way better heart than me needing to be in an office seat at 8.30 in the morning that I don't want to be in. You know what I mean? And then going home in the dark, needing to make time to work out before I go home. I have like an hour when I go home before I need to go to bed to go back to work and like hopefully see my friends. You know what I mean? Like just no. So to me... I have way more ease and like part of what's grown my business is continuing to optimize for ease because since ease is a priority, I'm always looking at efficiency, right? Because efficiency is going to bring me more ease, right? So ease is actually, it's not that I'm approaching it from a perspective of like, I don't know. I just don't want to do anything. I want to meditate and make money. I'm approaching it from a perspective of, I know it needs to get done. I know it grows the business. Uh, I'm not doing all these things or this doesn't feel efficient. I'm approaching it from a, a place of efficiency. Then it gets handled. Then I have more ease, right? So the things are getting done that need to be done, but I feel that efficiency. So then I feel chill, right? And then that's just on the a little tangent on the ease thing. But it's like, why are you doing all of this? Like, what do you actually believe in? Are you staying connected to that? 
or you just focus on how do I make more money, right? How do I make more money? Like, yes, it's like, how do I grow the business? But even when I think about how do I grow the business, I'm like, ooh, how can things better thread together? Ooh, how can I bring more continuity to the business? Like, and the client experience and and the client journey and like all of these things. Mm, how can I increase my efficiency and like marketing and selling where this leads to that and like yada, yada, yada. Like how, and that's what I mean by things threading together. It's like, you know, there's just a natural cohesion between what you're posting, what you're selling, your masterclasses, your offers, this offer leading to that one. The random fun vibey things we do, we're doing them for a strategic reason. They actually, you know, feed your engine here. And like, do you mean everything is just related? Like there's an ecosystem. You're not just like randomly doing things to like see what works and then see what works and hopefully doing more of that works. Like it's not a strategy. So, but like, yes, those things do help you make more money, but they don't actually help make you more money if there's not a lot of conviction and like why you're doing all of this and what you believe in in the first place. So we really need to continuously come back to that. And those are the things that honestly are what make business tick. And these other things that like we're somehow taught, like, thank you. The matrix has just infiltrated every corner of the planet. (laughs) These things that we are taught to believe are like, this is it. Like they're really not right. And we need to understand this if we want to make bank. So that is what I have to share with you today. I would love for you to DM me and tell me how this episode landed for you. A good thing I recorded it. I've been recording for ages. See, clearly this did not all fit in an email. If you would like to rate and review the podcast, please create your review, screenshot it before you hit submit because sometimes Apple takes ages. You can email it to assistant at jocelynkillery.com or send me a DM and then you are able to receive $200 off any offer. I want to remind you that we have overflow is in over 50% off pre-sale right now, which means that you are able to join instant access. Um, I have a new live module that I'm teaching in January and overflow, which I mentioned earlier in the episode is all about the frequencies and how to apply them for living in a perpetual state of excess of money. Like I love this offer so much. I'm like literally with these frequencies, I'm telling you the straight up truth. This is what helped me step into six figure cash months, my third year in business six times the amount of money in my bank, step into receiving 20K, 30K, pay in fulls is standard, really anchor the frequencies of receiving, holding, growing, and flowing money, the four ways in which money likes to move, be someone who could be flowing 50K, 100K, like first of all, getting to the point of having that, then being able to flow it, having it come in right back, like that replenishing frequency is very strong. Like I just learned how to play a high level game with money. And then the the um, module that I'm going to teach in January is going to be a lot more around like just the wealth building and like what's gone into that for me this year and who like new money frequencies I've had to step into and who I've really had to become to, to actually start to do that at an even higher level. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you because I haven't really been talking about any of this. So I'm going to be pouring it into overflow. So join us on over 50% off pre-sale now, the live parts of overflow. So the new module plus um, the Q and a calls, those are all going to start in January. So you have plenty of time to dive into the work and like just be yum yum with it. (laughs) And then the revolution is so close to my heart. This is going to be my six or 12 month vortex. I mean, I may as well call it a mastermind by how it's run. Although I haven't been using that language, but basically you have access to my full body of work, which is everything masterclasses, programs, um, existing plus new, obviously coming into 2024 
you, we have monthly hot seat coaching. We run masterminds inside of the revolution with the first one being iconic, which is kicking off January 15th. It's only going to be running through the revolution. That's going to be for six weeks. Very excited for that. You have a telegram channel, which is going to be in the telegram channel, like masterminding with all the women who are inside. And then I pop in and I drop riffs, um, teachings, trainings, musings, from my day, from whatever it is that we're focused on in the container. So for example, right now, it's been all about client attraction as MMR has been live and just all things, client attraction, upper limits, wealth frequency. And of course, if there's things that are important that I feel are important for me to share that are on those topics, but they're really coming to me, I drop into the channel to chat about them. And then I've like opened up, I'm opening up the Telegram channel. So all the women in there can be masterminding. And then I drop in with the things that I desire to share. So it's just like a really yummy space. You have a private podcast. You have exclusive trainings outside the Telegram group as well that aren't available elsewhere. I mean, it's just the value is just insane. Like just with the programs and masterclasses, that's over 14K of value. I haven't priced in like the masterminds and the hot seat coaching with me. Like we're just now we're talking about a totally different level. So the fact that you are able to join at like far less than half that price for six months and 12 months is just insane. So anyhow, um, you also like check in with me if you've been purchasing in my world. If you're curious, if you have credits, you will be able to apply anything um, that you've purchased in the past 30 days from the program and masterclass library. Or if you're an off- in an, any offer that has a live component, you guys are always communicated with around when your credits will expire. Um, so make sure obviously you're paying attention to those emails. And then if you've been in any main program or if at all of them or like all of them, but one, um, you are able to join at the alumni rate. So if you have questions about any of this, so just like go ahead and email my team and Jade will give you all the details, but I highly recommend joining the revolution. It's just fucking insane. It's like such a beautiful space. We're having the best time and I'm just obsessed. <laughs> And then if you want to come into the cohort, the cohort is also enrolling. This is going to be a very high touch space for if you're stepping into uh, 10K months and you want the feminine ease and obviously the support, the masculine structure content. So you know what to do. Loads of hands-on mentorship. Like literally we go actually go over your offers. We'll go over your social media. We'll go over your website if you have one. Like it's very hands-on in terms of supporting you, helping you build out your brand, like all these different things. Um, so you're able to join the cohort now. And then there's also Fempire, my little love child. I don't know why I call her love child. I just love Fempire. The women who come in are just insane. Um, someone who's been in this space just rejoined us this week. And I love her. And I'm just so happy to have her there. And everyone's just doing so incredible, just growing so much as a human, receiving incredible financial results. Like it's just the shit pops in there. So Fempire is going to be six or 12 months. And that is my mastermind private hybrid for you if you are stepping into 30k and 100k cash months and you want to do so with the leading energy of ease. So if you'd like to join Pumpire, I think I'll only be having maybe two two more spaces filling in the next at this time. I gotta see how it feels. But right now it feels like two. Um if you'd like to claim a space for 2024 or put down your deposit um to start anytime in 2024, we can do that. There's also extended payment plans available for later start date. Just send me a message on Instagram. And we can chat about that being the best fit for you. And then as always, there is my self-paced course, The Cash Queen, that everybody's obsessed with. Over 200 women have been through it. 
and you were able to join it at any time. So I highly recommend checking it out. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Angel, I'm back at the end of the outro because I did not put the block card in here either. I recorded the episode and then turned the outro a couple days ago. And then I introduced the block card and was like, well, holy F, of course, I have to tell all my honeys on the podcast about it. So the block card is an opportunity to basically purchase your block card in my business for 222. And this is going to give you 20% off any and all purchases in the business from now through the close of 2024. Meaning you could join the cohort, you would save 2K, you could join Feminine Magic and Money on um, pre-sale. It's on pre-sale now. You could save 2K. You could join the revolution, you would save over a thousand. You could join all of them, you would save over five thousand. You can join any program or masterclass existing plus coming up. You get where I'm going? Thousands of dollars saved by thinking ahead. And like I love this exercise because it's like we have to learn how to think ahead. Like sort of what I was saying earlier. It's like if you want to be someone who actually builds wealth, you have to be able to start using your brain this way, where it's like, yeah, it actually makes sense to make this move for either what I'll do with it now or what I'll do with it in the future. And it's that future part that a lot of people can't think ahead. So then all their decision-making is in the now. So then they ever never actually build wealth because everything that they decide is in the now. It's unbelievable. But to build wealth, we have to think ahead. So think ahead from now through the end of 2024 and you're desiring to play in my world. Well, this is a fantastic way to fucking do it. <laughs> like the end, I have nothing else to share about it. And like, it's just so obvious. Um, so the link is going to be in episode notes. And this offer, the block card is going to be closing at 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday, December 15th. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM and I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you'd leave a five-star rating and written review for the show. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can say thank you and let's rise and change the world for all women together. If you want to work with me, head to my site, jocelynkellyreed.com or send me a DM and I'll be in touch. I'll see you on the next episode.